10 common forms of overpromising. Are you prone to overpromising? It could be something as simple as telling a friend that you'll meet them at 12 p.m. for lunch and you show up at 12.20. Or it could be a work situation where your promise a certain quality and delivers something less. It can happen, easily happen to some people. I won't say it happens to all people, but it seems to happen to quite a few. If you're prone to overpromising, here are a few instances to look for and try to avoid. Number one is case studies. There's nothing wrong with creating case studies for your business. There's nothing wrong with focusing on the clients that have had the most success. The catch for the last one is that you set certain expectations each time a prospect reads your case studies. If they see results in that case study, they're going to expect the same or better results. Maybe that's fine. But if there are variables that determine the success from client to client, make sure you make that clear in some way. Maybe you only do case studies for the average client. Not the worst, not the best. Number two, gifting. We've all seen gift receipts that have been disappointed, gift recipients that have been disappointed in their gifts. They try to give the best smile, but they struggle to hide their sadness. It's all over their face. It's not always the giver's fault. It just depends on what the receiver's expectations are. As a potential giver, it's up to you to do a little homework to figure out what the recipient's expectations are. A little homework can help out a ton when you're looking to give gifts. Number three, timelines. I mentioned this in the intro. It's probably one of the most common. Saying you'll arrive at a certain time only to show up late. Or maybe you don't even show up at all. Whenever you give a time, make sure you've taken into account all possible variables. My grandpa was always 10 minutes early to everything, at least 10 minutes. He always felt, he always liked to leave a buffer. That way if something happened, which it sometimes did, he was still on time or even still a little early. Number four is attention. This is a big one in the age of the smartphone. There's an expectation that when you're with someone that they will receive your attention. It's an implied promise, but it's really easy to pull out that phone to check the latest notification. Every time you do that, though, you break your promise. Number five is proposals. More for business, but also in certain personal situations like marriage. Certain expectations are set with the proposal. Then the work begins and it becomes apparent that those expectations aren't going to be met. The other party will for sure feel let down. Number six, absolutes. Saying things like no, all, never, forever. One of the Star Wars movies, in one of the Star Wars movies, there's a quote that goes something like, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Absolutes are tricky territory. It's easy to say something like, everybody does. The more you avoid absolutes, the more you avoid overpromising. Seven, guarantees. If you make a guarantee in life or in business, you better be at least 99.9% sure that you can follow through on it. Otherwise, you not only have the potential to come up short, but you're going to disappoint the other person, and they may never give you another chance. This comes up every once in a while around Christmas when companies sometimes get into trouble by promising delivery by Christmas Day. 8. Teasers. I've seen this one big time over the last 10 years in the startup world, and especially in the software world. Telling your audience that something is coming soon, before it's even finished, drives people crazy. A big one for me was a bank I was working with. They promised several years ago that they would get mobile business deposits for their app. They just mentioned it, teased it. Finally, after a few more promises, it came true. But why even make the tease in the first place? 
9. Success New NFL coaches often promise wins, but they can't control everything in the game. Wins are obviously the goal, but they often result from how the team practices and prepares along with other uncontrollable circumstances. Maybe a coach should promise to bring in a system that is likely to result in wins, but promising to win sets up for a possible major letdown. 10. Competitive rhetoric. A final area of possible overpromising comes when you start getting competitive. You see your competitor doing something, and you puff out your chest and say that you can do the same thing. Maybe you can, but you better be sure, otherwise you're setting yourself up for failure. Now, not only can't you deliver what your competition can, but you're letting your, down your customers by overpromising. Conclusion. Overpromising is something that many people struggle with. We know that we should underpromise and overdeliver, but even knowing that isn't enough. Maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe it's a desperation thing. I don't know. Whatever the case, maybe knowing some of the common issues like the ones above can help make things a little better.